prayer. We all need prayer in our own lives, not only our own personal prayers, but from time to time you might ask people to pray for you, for whatever situation you might be going through. Prayer is something that we all need, and it's in our second reading today from the letter of St. Paul that he really talks about his own personal prayer. He says that I make prayers of supplication and thanksgiving for kings and rulers and all in authority and for everyone else. I think we can take a good lesson from St. Paul, especially as we enter into this last phase of the election cycle leading up to the first Tuesday of November. That really, St. Paul is praying for rulers and those in authority. And so for us, we can begin to pray for our own country's leaders, for those who currently serve in office, those who are seeking public office, to pray for them that the words of Jesus might touch their hearts. My hope is, is that all of our candidates are going to church on the weekend. And so week after week, they hear the words of Jesus. And as they do so, that those words would begin to sink in and that they would live them, that they would uphold the natural law and promote the dignity of all people. It's a good time for us then to begin to pray for those in our country who are seeking elected office. Also, throughout the world, we know that people all throughout the world need prayer. Simply turn on the television and you'll see reasons to pray. For example, here at Mass today, we're going to be taking up a second collection, and that collection will be taken up for the victims of flooding down in Louisiana, so natural disasters. And we know that last month in Italy, there was this earthquake that happened, and that just last night, that this uh, explosion that occurred in New York in the district of Chelsea in Manhattan, injuring many, but no one died, or the eight who were injured in St. Cloud at a mall last night by an ISIS sympathizer. All reasons to pray. I was just in Europe this uh, past week, eight days ago, and while I was there, the very last night, uh, the very small contingent of us went uh, to the business district of Lisbon, where we were staying and flying out the next morning. And uh, it's a very popular place, and I must admit that what went through my mind was, This is very populated. Maybe something bad could happen, just like it happened in Nice, France. Because people from ISIS want to take away that peace and strike terror in our lives. They want to take it away. And so, really, to pray for peace, the peace that our world so desperately needs. As we come together as a faith community week after week, I think that it's important for us as a parish to become like St. Paul, to be people who pray, who pray for others, and especially to pray for our church, for our parish. Who should we pray for? I'd like to suggest first that we should pray for our pastoral leaders. So to pray for Sister Pam, for Father Doug, for myself, for all of us who lead you in the spiritual life, that we might remain faithful in our own prayer to God, And that as we draw closer to God and maybe temptations from evil enter in, that we'll say yes always to God and no to temptation. It's important, I think, to pray for those in ministry. It is a difficult life from time to time. And just a few months ago, one of our young priests, just ordained a few years ago, left the priesthood. 
And, uh, and another priest recently has taken a leave of absence, a medical leave, uh, for a few months. And really to pray uh, for the good health of those who lead us, to pray that we might remain faithful to the Lord. Secondly, as we come together each and every Sunday to pray for one another, we come together as a parish community, and the people who are on your sides are probably your family members, but to also pray for those who are behind us and in front of us, to pray for them. Because each one today comes to Mass with different things that are weighing on their hearts. For, some of, for someone, maybe they recently lost a job and they lost their insurance and they don't know where to turn next. Maybe someone's grieving the loss of a loved one recently, or perhaps they're in financial despair. Maybe they've had a recent medical diagnosis. We all have something that really we carry with us as we come to Mass. And lots of people don't know what we're carrying, and that's fine. But to pray for one another as a faith community. We also know, thirdly, that there are people that we should pray for as well who aren't here. There are empty spaces in our pews today. Some people only come to church on Christmas or Easter for other special sacramental celebrations. But we should pray for them, that they would come back to the church to Sunday Mass each and every week, to pray that the Lord would convict them as they come for Christmas or Easter or sacramental celebrations, that they'll begin to realize that deep within there's this longing for God, and that only coming to Mass will fill that longing that's deep within their hearts. Also today, as the church celebrates Catechetical Sunday here in the United States, I think it's a good opportunity to say that we should pray for our young people, for those who are being raised in the faith, for your sons and daughters, for your grandchildren. That really, they're not the church of the future, that's a misnomer, I think, that they're the church of now, that what we do right now with them is very important as we hand on the faith, as we teach it, as they fall more in love with Jesus each and every day, to pray for them. As a person who works with confirmation students at St. Raphael, I know that some of our 70 confirmation students there are people who are forced there. They're not choosing it on their own accord, that their parents want them to go to class. But I do believe that many of them have a genuine seeking, a genuine desire in their hearts that keeps them coming to class week after week, month after month. On the day that they're confirmed, some people might see this as a graduation, but it's really not. It's a lifelong faith experience from that moment on. And as they're confirmed by the bishop with oil, be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit, that fire of the Holy Spirit is, comes alive in their hearts, this divine spark. And we pray that that fire might not be extinguished, but that it will continue as they go off to college and then form their own families, that the practice of the faith will be something that will be integral to their life all the days of their life. And lastly, I think it's important for a faith community, for all of us to pray for those who have gone before us, for those who really have laid the foundation of the church, especially here in Amro, to look at these stained glass windows that surround the perimeter of the church and to see that many of them have been donated in memory of someone. Most likely, those people are either family members of, of parishioners or they were founding members or really involved in the life of this church. 
but to pray for them, to know that we wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't first for their prayers and their sacrifices when they started to come together to form this parish church, to build this structure that we currently are in. To pray for our beloved dead is something the church recommends. For some might be detained in purgatory, but to pray that soon that they will be with God forever in heaven, in that everlasting kingdom. To be people who pray for others, to make intercession. This is what St. Paul encourages us today in our second reading. Jesus himself has given us the example of a person who prays. The apostles prayed for others. St. Paul did so. All the saints made intercession for others. And in fact, some saints became saints because saints prayed for them. Thinking of St. Monica, who prayed for her son, St. Augustine, for his conversion and return to the church. This is an invitation for all of us to begin to be people who pray for one another and to pray for our church. I hope that you'll say yes, so that our church here at St. Mary in Amro might continue to survive and thrive.